0: Chapter 11 The Battle of Hastings Part 1 William's boat, Mora, pulled into Pevensey Bay first, the golden statue of a boy playing a horn which Matilda had added to the Duke's ship, glinting in the morning light. As William disembarked and looked up the hill to the old Roman fortress, he contemplated who he would be fighting for the throne. He'd heard about the Viking invasion, but didn't know yet which Harold had won the battle. The 8,000 Norman soldiers unpacked the boats quickly and efficiently. The 300 horses were taken carefully ashore, and the men took only a few hours to put together the castle they had brought with them within the ancient remains of the Roman fortress. It gave them a clear view of the coastline and good protection against enemies, and somewhere to rest that night. William felt very secure and proud sleeping in the castle that night, thinking about the warriors from the mighty Roman army itself, who must have stayed here in times past. The following day, William received news that it was the English Harold Godwinson they would be facing in a fight for the throne. He and his men then spent several days unleashing a tide of destruction across some small towns on the south coast. William hoped to put so much pressure on the king to dash south immediately that he wouldn't rest his troops adequately. The duke tore into towns, stole from the people, burnt their straw houses and left villages ruined. Harold raced down south and regrouped his army in London, but then left again immediately without giving the troops time to recover from this incredible feat of marching and fighting. Harold also hoped to play a similar trick on William as he had done on Hadrada and catch him out with the speed of his army, perhaps catch William unprepared as the Vikings had been. However, William was an experienced warrior and placed scouts in the countryside that warned him when Harold was approaching. On October the 14th, William led his men to a place about seven miles north where Harold's men were waiting. As William approached the place, he saw that Harold's men had already taken the spot of the greatest advantage at the top of Senlac Hill. William's men would have to fight uphill. He arranged his men in a highly organised and professional way, using all the experience he had gained in his younger years fighting in Normandy. Up the hill, Harold's men were in a traditional shield wall formation. This meant that they were in a circle facing out, all of the shields locked together so that the Normans would not be able to break through. The shields were so tall, they almost came up to the men's faces. Harold, in heavy chainmail, but on foot, looked down the hill, hoping to catch a glimpse of William. Instead, his eye was drawn to a bright yellow banner. His heart sank, and he couldn't help but glance at the sky. So William had the support of the Pope, and he knew his men would falter when they saw the papal banner. Part 2 Then suddenly the fighting began, so quickly it seems that William put on his chainmail shirt the wrong way round. One of his fellow soldiers pointed this out, highly concerned that it would be a bad omen for the battle ahead. But William laughed. He didn't believe in bad omens. This was his fight and his throne. He had been promised it before God, and now God would help him to claim it back. William, on horseback so he could give clear orders across the battlefield, instructed the archers to shoot arrows high into the air to land in the circle of the shield wall. A rain of sharp and sometimes poisoned arrows fell among the English and many were hit. They didn't fall to the ground because the shield wall was so tightly packed. Next, the Norman infantry charged at the English and attacked their protective wall with swords and javelins. They were soon backed up by the cavalry, but by the middle of the afternoon, the shield wall wasn't breaking and the Normans were finding it hard to make progress. Then, William decided to use a tactic that had worked once before when he was fighting alongside the King of France at just 19 years old, the Feigned Retreat. On the Duke's orders, some of the officers started spreading a rumour around the cavalry that William had been killed. The soldiers naturally turned from the English and ran down the hill on this news. The English got ahead of themselves and many of the untrained fired soldiers chased the Norman cavalry down the hill. Then, at this crucial point, William pulled off his own helmet and declared that he was still alive. The Norman horses turned around at once and sliced the fire to the ground. The English, in their haste to chase the Normans, had broken the precious shield wall and now the Norman archers, infantry and cavalry charged at once and tore the English apart. William knew that they would only win if Harold was killed. He appointed four of his finest riders to find and kill Harold. They managed it within an hour cornered him and cut his body to pieces. The battle had lasted the whole day, but it was finally over and blood soaked the ground. William picked through the bodies, looking for Harold, just as Harold had looked for Tostig just a few days before. When William found the body, he cleaned the bloodied face, put the king's sword back by his side and prayed over Harold, thanking God for the rightful victory. On this exact spot, William built an abbey in honour of King Harold Godwinson and named it Battle Abbey.